0: Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share with a friend or on social media.
1: Imagine a band that included Wayne Shorter and both of the Brecker brothers, Michael and Randy. There's Steve Gadd on drums, or on a different day, Jeff Peccaro. Maybe Don Gralnick or Joe Sample on keyboards, take your pick. And then add in Lee Rittenauer and Larry Carlton. You'd think to yourself, that's one of the best jazz combos I've ever heard of. Any combination of these guys would make you think that. Those are the guys. Donald Fagan and Walter Becker convinced to forsake jazz just for a little while and play some rock and roll. That was the brilliance behind Steely Dan. Fagan and Becker were schoolmates at Bard College in New York in the late 1960s, where they reportedly listened to jazz, soul, and R&B records more than they actually studied. At least one of us in this room can plead guilty to that as well. And they also played in various bands around their college town, Annandale on the Hudson, one called Leather Canary featuring a young Chevy Chase on drums before leaving school. Fagan graduated, Becker did not, and headed to New York City intent on becoming professional songwriters. When that didn't work out, they moved to Los Angeles and formed a band with guitarists Denny Diaz and Jeff Skunk Baxter that they named after a certain sexual appliance from William S. Burroughs' novel, Naked Lunch. That version of the band made a classic album called Can't Buy a Thrill, and then one by one, all the other members moved on. By the time they had made their fourth album, Katie Lied, the formula of Fagan and Becker writing songs, hiring only the best studio musicians, and producing their records with painstaking detail was in place. The result of that work is some of the most recognizable, intelligent, and enduring music of the rock era. That they are among the favorites of classic rock radio is nothing short of astonishing. Fagan and Becker were, Fagan's still alive, but Walter Becker passed away in 2017. At best, they were professorial and erudite. At worst, they could be snobby elitists. Neither ever really claimed to love rock and roll and their music reflects that. It has rock and roll sensibilities and there was usually a rock framework, but the substance of those songs and the body of their work is made up of soul, blues, R&B, and copious doses of jazz. The fact that they were able to recruit some of the biggest jazz musicians of their age to play on their records speaks volumes to the approach Becker and Fagin took in their music. Tonight, on the anniversary of the release of their most successful album, we take a deep dive into the world of Fagin and Becker, one that looks very much like a recording studio covered in shag carpeting, with very low light and the indistinguishable aroma of what they called the fine Colombian hanging in the air. Tonight, we are going to groove to the music of Steely Dan. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is the weekly list. Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition. Of the weekly list,
2: I uh, I missed you last week, man. I know it was yeah, weird. Yeah. I, I I just got it just off the side. Have you had a lot of coffee tonight? Because that was like really really quick just now. Your voice was going, and we're listening to Steely Dan, man. That's true. We That's just, true. I need you you gotta, I, I you, need to do the I need you, to do the 1970s gotta, FM. Yeah, thing. you just got to kind of chill. Uh, that See right. better.
1: Welcome to, to another edition.
2: Yeah. of the weekly list. Beautiful man. downtown. Yeah, Northfield. this this joke has gone on too long. yeah this is gone okay so yeah no i it was it was weird i was you know working at the twins and i'm gonna be working at the twins next week too so you know but you're gonna do i'm gonna do i'm not gonna say anything about it because i'm really super digging on it well i've now had like a month to work on this thing yes i hope it's ready (laughs) it'll be perfect
1: (laughs) folks yeah i apologize for for uh, having to run a repeat last week but uh I, I I'm just going to say this. We got we got other yeah, things to talk about, going. but but um I used to do the show all by myself, and it was a tremendous amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, having you come on board to do this show with me. I used to say had had cut the uh, the amount of work I have to do in half. No, it cut the amount of work I have to do by like eighty percent.
2: Right? So so uh, so you're saying that I'm just coming here and I just come here and screw around, you know? So no, do you? It's like cartoon hour to me. You don't. You 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 do more heavy
1: lifting than you think you do.
2: (laughs) And and, and, and you know, my ex-wife would never have said that. (laughs) Yes, I know this. (laughs) <laughs>
1: anyway so uh uh th- today is thursday uh september 23rd yep it is the i gotta do the math real quick it's the 45th 44th anniversary of the release of asia by steely dan
2: right 1977
1: september 23rd 1977 yeah.
2: fantastic record Ooh. oh wow Ooh. i mean that's
1: a a sonic Sonic Marvel. I was gonna say spectacle, but it's not quite. It's but not a spectacle, but it's no, man, it, it that is, that thing is, a, is solid. Like it is. There's no other album that's quite as meticulous as as Asia. Well, and here's one of the Being things.
2: Dan. I mean, you mentioned in in your intro the number of people that played with Steely Dan over yeah, the years. Yeah, I could have come up with an alternate list of all the people that you did not mention. I didn't
1: mention Bernard Purdy.
2: You didn't mention uh, Purdy. You didn't mention David Sanborn. You didn't mention Michael McDonald. No. Nope. Um, yeah,
1: mean, yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you didn't mention Steve Kahn? I did mention Steve Kahn. Oh, you did?
1: Oh, did I? No, I did not. No, you did no. not. I, 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 I tried to, but it just right. didn't work out. it just work didn't out.
2: work yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the amount of talent that Becker and Fagan put through on their records and this is a band that i i think it's probably urban legend but i like to believe it is true that they did a thousand takes just to get a cymbal hit
1: yeah yeah that, that way. I mean, i'm <laughs> I mean, willing to to believe that like they would spend there there is um like documentation of um jimmy Ivy and tom petty when they were working on uh i think it's uh Uh, damn the torpedoes yeah i was spending like six days trying to get the drum sound right 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 which drove stan lynch nuts and and like he hung on to it for 10 years and then he left the band right right Right. but like to me that sounds like something steely dan would have done on a very regular basis and maybe like they would have looked at six days
2: what was that i mean
1: are you even trying exactly yeah
2: you know Here's the thing that people don't understand. When it comes, people think that a band just goes in the studio, you throw up a bunch of mics, and you go, "All right, one, two, three, go!" And they do maybe four takes, and then you pick the best of them. No, kids, it does not work well, like that. Well, that's
1: the way it worked in 1948.
2: Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> in order to get certain sounds, you can spend forever just you trying can spend to spend forever. The type of microphone that you use in yeah. recording how it's placed, where it's placed, where it's how placed. close yeah. it is. Yeah. Do you put the drums facing a corner and then how you mic that? It changes the sound in every conceivable way. How tight do you keep the drum heads on? Mm-hmm. You know, How tight do you mm-hmm. have it? And I'm not just talking about in tune. I'm just talking about the tense, yeah. the tension yeah. on the skin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these. when you're listening to a record, when you're listening to something in your car, please understand... That it might be, for you, something that gets you from point A to point B. But for an artist, for a musician, for a a real audiophile, there are so many decisions that are made into that just to get it to sound like it does through your radio on a car.
1: But that's also the kind of indulgence that um, only a certain level of musicians have because studio time is expensive. Oh, it's
2: incredibly expensive. And musicians... I mean, you get I don't somebody, have any money. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But but session players, you get somebody like a Picaro. You're playing yeah. double union scale, so yeah. he's expensive. There's union scale, which is like okay, standard. Yeah. Yep. And you get guys like that who's like double scale or triple scale. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Yeah. You know, thirty minutes is going to cost you what a house payment might be. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So
1: anyway, so um, uh, yeah, these, these guys. They, I mean, they were they. To say they were perfectionists was, uh... but but at the same time, I mean, the the thing that I think is so cool about the way they worked is that they did this together, and they they the the band ran its course, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. but like they never got sick of each other. They never had a falling out. Walter Becker really, the band fell apart because Walter Becker had a had a drug habit. Right, right. Um, but, like, as far as just, like, like, there were never, like, artistic differences.
2: No, no. It, you know? it, the thing that was interesting is Becker and Fagan would think so similarly yeah. on stuff. And it's interesting. And I, I hate to say this because the set list that we've got tonight is a solid set list. Mm-hmm. I really love this. and I love listening to it. But the thing that I noticed, we didn't include anything from Two Against Nature. Nope. Which won Grammy for Album of the Year? Yeah, well, that's that, yeah. It that was it, it was anything. not their best right? Yeah, no, I actually liked the Everything Must Go, their last. There is album. nothing. I that there is
1: nothing on this show that, that came out after nineteen eighty.
2: Right. Yes, and I almost put the song Everything Must Go on here because I thought
1: just because. Ooh, just, let's uh, let's push I, a button and watch watch Rich's head explode. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. would be part
2: of it. I love that song. I love the whole record.
1: For the first time <laughs> in my life today, I actually heard something post
2: 1980
1: by Sealie Dan. Are I, you I haven't listened to any of that stuff.
2: Okay, I I love the Everything Must Go. So, you know, my advice is go out and listen to it. If if you dig this stuff, it, you really have to hear this groundwork before you're ready for Everything Must Go.
1: Anyway, right. first song we heard tonight was Do It Again, which was the f- mm-hmm. which actually was the way that uh, the world was introduced to Sealie Dan. I think it's I think it's the first single. I think of. it was, and it's the first song on on their first album, Can't Buy a right. Uh This is the uh, this is this is the David Palmer, uh, oh, what was the jo- drummer's name? Um, the it, drummer's the guy who sang Midnight Cruiser. We'll, we'll come back to that later. Jeff Skunk Baxter, Danny Diaz. This was that version of the band right.
2: when it was actually seen as like, hey, kind we're of a, a band, band and we're right. actually yeah. equal members. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and
1: Becker and Fagan would just sort of snicker at each other about it. But, right. Um, uh, there's a lot on that album. I love that album, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot on that album that you would not consider Steely Dan. Like, yeah. it doesn't sound like a Steely Dan song.
2: Yeah, and really, those first two records, which are going to be "Can't Buy a Thrill" and then uh, "Countdown to Ecstasy." I, I got to be honest with you, this is not. I don't really like those. Records. I love
1: "Can't Buy a Thrill." Yeah, I think "Can't Buy a Thrill" is a great album. There's a um, lot
2: of great stuff on it. I, I will we'll say that.
1: Uh, "Dirty Work." The song "Dirty Work" was originally on uh the set and i decided yeah. to trade it out
2: thank you thank you for doing that
1: and you know what it, i doubt, i didn't mean to push the button and watch your head explode yeah you died, but it, did but it did so okay let's let's undo that but
2: um don't like that song i really like that song. I was, I, was, okay, like, well, I was
1: but but it's a song look, you're not
0: perfect you, you know <laughs> <laughs> let that go it's a
1: song that i i i i really loved but had no idea who it was for the longest time
2: well because it's not Fagan singing it's it, david right, palmer
1: right right and and like it was it like I, I didn't know who i didn't know that was on the album until i bought my first copy of can't buy a thrill right yeah anyway all right so moving on
2: i don't own a copy of can't buy a thrill
1: oh uh, you want to borrow mine
2: no okay i'm, I'm fine all I got right. the streaming okay. things. Okay,
1: Moving on. Okay, We come to uh, the, the album that, uh, that, that inspired the show tonight.
2: Asia. And this is probably one of my favorite songs. This is Peg, of course. Just love this record. I know you're this very song. fond of the
1: name, too. Yeah, I, I love, love the name. name. Yeah.
2: So anyhow, we're going to go into uh, some of the, the finest stuff of Steely Dan, digging right in. And uh, so from 1977's.
1: Let's real quick. Let's mention that this uh, this is a song that might be the most obvious yes. uh, use of Michael McDonald.
2: Yes. Well, yeah, it's you know he's on other songs. That yes. We're gonna play. Yeah, but but, but this, yeah, this, no, this is I like, mean, you yeah, can you, totally
1: pick out Michael McDonald's oh, voice. Oh, yeah, exactly. In this yeah.
2: But this is this is a song that's got such a great groove. Um, the the sound of it, it's got some really unique chordal structures. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, your favorite foreign movie. I just love, I love the words because they're so much fun. Right. So anyhow, this is from Asia, 1977. This is Peg, and I'm sending this one out to my friend, Peg.
1: On 95.1, KYMN, The Danny. Thank yeah. 1974 the album Katie Lied that was Black Friday a song that uh Danny likes a lot more I than I do
2: I love that I mean that's that's my boy Jeff Bacaro on drums he he well, played he uh, was drums uh, on all, all right. of Katie Lied
1: this actually that that's a really interesting point mm-hmm. because I I'm listening to that and we're we're in you know we were just listening to the and and, and kind of talking about how I don't think it's their best right work and it's you love the groove i love absolutely groove. love groove i don't think i i don't think i don't it's a good groove but it's not a great groove. and let me tell you something if jeff Picaro is the guy playing on drums then he's being wasted
2: on that, on uh, that
1: song. no he, he, he is yeah yeah they, no, See, no. now you've
2: backed me into a corner and no, you're, no, you're, no, I, no. I can't totally disagree with you the thing about steely dan is I I liked a lot of funk when I was listening as a kid. You know, I, growing up in Virginia, you hear funk. You, you know, can't I, help it. I,
1: I grew up in Minneapolis. I know a little something about you, funk.
2: You do know something about funk. I'm not trying to, I'm not I'm not dissing you on this. But in fact,
1: I, I would I would I would go so far as to say Minneapolis probably had a little more funk than uh, uh, Virginia Beach.
2: Okay. I'm we're well okay, I'm taking a deep breath. Minneapolis is kind of funky town USA. I will say that it is. There's a song,
1: Lips Incorporated. Oh yeah, but that's a that's that's a. I know yeah. it's it's a yeah yeah.
2: So okay. Anyhow, the thing about it, Steely Dan is not really known for having a dirty groove.
1: No, and that's a problem for me.
2: That is, I I can see that because it's Black Friday has got a great solid rock groove, and I think that that's Picaro that makes it more of a rock groove, even with his own whole thing. But there's not a real dirtiness to it. There's not. And where I think a lot of the dirtiness is going to come from is going to be how the bass is approaching it, how is the um, the guitar, there's not a real ragged kind of guitar thing that's happening, because there's no way Steely no. Dan is ever going to have really ragged guitars.
1: No, although you know, although there, are, there are some moments here There's
2: and there. some here and yeah. there, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, about. Do, I do. You know, I'm talking yeah. about something that I can't quite put my finger on, yeah. but it's that. And then at the same time, Donald Fagan doesn't sing with that whole
1: No, Donald Fagan is not a great singer. No. He he there's there's not But he serves the song. He 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 serves the song um because he wrote the song. But like he's not like Michael McDonald who you know mm-hmm. he, that's a man who who emotes when he sings, right? right? Donald Fagan doesn't emote, right? No. And also there's not a lot of I mean and, and I can't criticize him too much because I have the same issue. There's not a lot of vibrato no in in, in Donald Fagan's voice, so it, it tends to be not flat, but but um, I don't know what the word for it is because it like he's not it's flat, but it's not like totally flat it's, right. it's just kinda, it just kind of sits there yeah, yeah exactly
2: the, I guess Steely Dan, I think, is regarded very much as a quote unquote hip band, and I think some of <sighs> that is there's a little bit of an emotional detachment. Between the players, and by the players, I'm talking specifically about Fagan and Becker, but mm-hmm. specifically Fagan. There's a certain amount of emotional detachment yeah. from the music, and I think that that plays into what you're saying about the no vibrato, how how his sound kind of s- right. his and, uh, vocals and, and, sound and, and, a certain and, and,
1: way. And you know, the the, the the music is so so produced, and I wouldn't say overproduced, but, but it's meticulous. But it is it is sometimes so clean that it's antiseptic
2: yeah no i i i would agree and that's why black friday as much as i like it it's not a nasty groove it's not no i mean you know think about okay um nasty by janet jackson that's not the feel on this groove no it's not no you no. Know? Uh, well anyway and that nasty also performed and written in minneapolis i'm just gonna yeah well, yeah, uh, that's, that's I, yeah true. yeah that's true um you want me to suck up some more no, it? No, I, re-
1: I really don't. It makes me super uncomfortable. <laughs> <Shut> uh, <it. laughs> so talking about something that is um, produced to within an inch of his life and and, and very, very clean. We, we were debating before the show started, what is the steely danniest of all steely danny songs? I had one answer. You had another. Yours was Hey 19. And yes. I can't really argue with
2: this. No. And I can't argue with yours either when we come down to it. Yeah hey 19 um man you want to talk about a conflicted little song um <laughs> what was it we were kind of throwing down the scenarios middle-aged yep. man say
1: with, with a with a young girlfriend right so
2: so you're kind of looking at me like okay dan you know you you're going to meet a 19 year old girl and she's not going to know who aretha franklin she, is dude, and she's dude, going to blow your head you're going to
1: meet a 19 year old girl and she's not going to know who billy joel is Oh and, and and I God. promise you that's gonna happen because uh-huh. I have now had this experience i work with i work with uh young kids at at well young kids I work with younger people at imminent brewing and there is a hu- like not even millennials yeah. but like gen z there is like for gen z i swear to God musically if it didn't happen before nineteen ninety or even before like if it happened in the twentieth century then it really didn't happen yeah. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. what we're dealing with. You know, I I was talking to a mutual friend of of ours um just today actually and she had made a very astute oh, observation. Okay. No, it wasn't Otis. Okay. Um but what this person had said is that you know, every age has its level of plastic, you know, as part of the culture. Mm. And sadly right now uh, the the plastic in our culture is our music. I yeah. Yeah, there's, well, there's bits I, of that I that mean, I can dude, really dude, see You're, some you're the on. guy who's listening to it. So. Oh, I know, I mean, and, and know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working my way through that, and at the same time, I can kind of go. Yeah, I can yeah. kind of see where that's coming kind of coming from, but, too. But, you know, I, you know I, I wouldn't say everything is plastic. No, not everything. It, it's a generalized statement. I mean, in the in mm-hmm. 1980s, you could almost say that our fashion sense was the plastic part.
1: Oh, and the hair.
2: And the hair. The oh, hair, yeah. The, 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 plas- the, the,
1: the plastic bangs. Yeah. Like, like you know, you, you oh, yeah. put the bang you, with a curl. and Every and,
2: generation yeah. has to deal with their...
1: Yes, we all we all have to look back and think what were we thinking?
2: I've seen some photographs recently Mm -hmm. and I've gone what the hell?
1: Yeah, you were really skinny. (laughs) From 1980 (laughs) and the album Gaucho. This is K19, a 95.1 K-Y-M-L. i So that uh, was uh, from 1976. That's from the uh, the royal scam that was Haitian Divorce. That was one of your songs. Yeah. And I just told you what that song's about. Right. Yeah. I,
2: I, I've i always been kind of like, uh, okay, we talk about Steely Dan. That is reggae-ish. That is not a reggae song. No, it's not a reggae
1: song. There's a reggae reggae beat to it. There's
2: a reggae feel to it. There's a reggae You know, a sanitized for your protection feel. Um,
1: (laughs) Reggae for your pleasure.
2: (laughs) That song, I've always liked the melody and I I like the feel of it, but I've never really gotten into what the story is yeah. on that, really. Yeah. And you were explaining it very well to me. Uh, a Haitian divorce is kind of like the opposite of a Vegas quickie marriage.
1: Right, right. You, can, you, I don't know if it's still the case, but back in the 70s, you could go to Haiti, and if you were married, you could go to Haiti, and only one of you had to be present and get divorced in like two hours. And, wow. and like just come home and say, hey, babe, by the way, we're not married anymore. And that was that. So this is about a woman, this song is about a woman who goes to Haiti, gets her divorce, sleeps with one of the... Uh, the, the locals comes home pregnant.
2: That you know, I, I think at that point, um coming home, you're probably you're gonna the, the guy is probably gonna want to get divorced here as well at the same time with that scenario. I'm just I'm taking a guess. It's I mean, not a good situation.
1: Yeah. It, you know, um all right. I we're just gonna keep move on because this next song is one of my favorite Steely dance songs.
2: Pretzel Logic. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. It's uh it's Probably, probably the bluesiest of all the. songs. Well, and this is songs.
2: okay. Okay, so the last song was like faux reggae. This is kind of like faux blues well, because it follows the form.
1: This is not. It's not a blues song. No, it's not. But under, it's, by no no stretch of the imagination is it a blues song. But it's got it's got a blues structure to it.
2: Yes, it's it's got the standard structure. And Donald they,
1: Fagan is not a blues singer.
2: No, he is not.
1: But it's a great song.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, I like the whole thing about Napoleon, especially. Do you know what this song is about? Uh no, please el- elucidate me on this time travel. It's about time travel? Time
1: travel. I'd like to travel tra- I'd like to oh, yeah, uh, travel south end in a traveling minstrel show. I'd love to meet Napoleon but I can't uh, if I can ever find the time or whatever it is. The platform, well you know I stepped upon the platform and the man said what are, what's up with your shoes? Uh, the platform is the time machine. Okay. Yeah.
2: I'm telling you man. I <sighs> Yeah, you're right, Rich. I gotta stop getting into just the groove and start really. Yeah, you're well, right. Well, no, I, no
1: I, right, I, right. I, I need, I, I need, I need to pay more attention to more than just the melody and the words. But I'm a, I'm a writer and a, and a sap, so that's what I listen to. <laughs> From 1973 in the Pretzel Logic album, this is the title track, uh, Steely Dan with Pretzel Logic and 95.1 KYMN.
2: the Ooxie.
3: The man gave me the news He said, you must be joking, son Where did you get those shoes?
1: From the Gaucho album and that actually uh, was a song that, that uh charted in nineteen eighty one. It was their final charting single, Steely yeah. Dan. That was time out of mind. We were just talking earlier about um, uh, what is the Steely Danniest of all Steely Danny songs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one is a great example a of what Steely one. Dan sounds like. And I yeah. ju- and I I lo- like yes, it's, it's clean it's sterile it's, but it, it's it's not... clean but but it's just it's just Perfect. Yeah, it's like it's right the the horns are, are just. I mean, they're they they're just right, exactly where they're supposed to be at the perfect levels, and and you know, and I I really I really love the. Um, that is a good Donald Fagan vocal performance. Yeah, it too. is. It's yeah. really good. You know, and and the, and the 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 uh, background vocals on that and the harmony. Oh,
2: here's right. okay. So I was listening to this song over the past few days you know because this was one of your picks yes it was and so, as a matter of
1: fact Mm -hmm. i started putting this show together because i i I was looking you know you look out right and you kind of go over what you're going to do and when and and i saw that asia was the was the anniversary of asia was on a thursday right so i started actually putting this uh list together my part of it Uh, right around Memorial Day. And this was the very first song I put on the list.
2: (laughs) So in other words, you took a very steely Dan approach to how you assembled this show. Because you did it forever you didn't tell anybody.
1: Which is not an approach I take ever. (laughs) But I did with this one, yeah.
2: How appropriate for this one. Okay, so anyhow, I'm listening to to this song, Time Out of Mind, um, over the past few days. And there's something about it that just seemed really familiar. And I'm talking about, I guess, how my ears work. It was about how it felt to me. It's not exactly, it's not a copy. It's. A, it reminded me of the song Taking It to the Streets by the Doobie Brothers. Yeah,
1: okay, I'll, I'll roll with that. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, it, it doesn't have the same, it, there's just something about it that sounds very familiar, very similar. You,
1: you don't think for, And then, you know yeah. who's background vocals on this? Yeah, Michael McDonald. Exactly. Well, exactly. Like, you don't think Michael McDonald, after all that time he spent with Steely Dan, didn't take some of that to the Doobie Brothers? With oh, him? I
2: know, yeah. And then at the same time, Jeff Skunk Baxter- Right. <laughs> well, it's a doobie brother was also. a doobie brother as well yeah. you know so yeah. there's there's a real link between oh, yeah. these two bands the doobie brothers and steely Dan. there's
1: actually a real link between steely dan and the doobie brothers and steely dan and the eagles timothy b schmidt oh yes on is singing now. on this and there's a song later that we're going to play i think it's later that uh henley and fry are actually singing on also yeah yeah
2: it, isn't that weird i i
1: love and, how that and, stuff and works. there's the there's the um there's the whole thing um like they stab it with their steely knives. So they, they from Hotel California oh, yeah. which, with, with just a reference to Steely Dan and then yeah. Yeah, and and Donald Fagen wrote something about asking the Eagles. And yeah, anyway,
2: um, and all of the 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 background stuff that you know only like real nerds like you and I are gonna start <laughs> delving into. But it's true.
0: Time now for the weekly list, Haiku Corner. Brought to you by Imminent Brewing, a truly poetic brewery. Here is your host, Haiku Rich.
1: Ah, the dulcet tones of Wendy Nordquist. I do love her. She does um, such a wonderful job with that.
2: She does. It's just taking me a while to get used to. I
1: don't, I, What well, you're, just, you're just really ticked off because I, I took your job away from you. yeah. You know what? Little professional you know what? You know just, what? just do your She's better at this than you were
2: well, I know that just <laughs> just do the damn haikus
1: okay here we go. <laughs> we have uh, one, two, three, we have six today these are all these are all rich Larson originals
2: of course, no they're haiku rich what, you're, these a... are all haiku rich originals that's right
1: yeah all right here we go sophisticated, soulful, melodic, so smart, not just a dildo. <laughs>
2: And you threatened to keep my mic off. That was a, probably would have been helpful. <laughs> right. Yep. His name is Skunk.
1: He was a doobie brother. Now he sells missiles. <laughs> That's true. That's it true. It, well, I don't know if he actually sells them, but well, he's, like, he, like he, a, he's a military, he's a military m- consultant.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. He builds yeah. missiles he, and he, stuff
1: he, and... he, He's a weapons consultant. It just. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Michael McDonald was a quasi member too. They made his voice fit. A guitar solo. Pick any player you want. Larry Carlton. Yeah. (laughs) That music moves me. Like a love 20 years old. Like it's a secret. Ah. Fagan and Becker. Those days are gone forever. Cheers with Cuervo Gold.
2: (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, you, you, you summed
0: that up. My, what a delight. This has been Haiku Corner. Thank you, Imminent.
1: I just love that the outro is a haiku.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, I wish you felt better about that because I'm so happy with it. Yeah. I'm so I'm so happy with that.
2: <laughs> I, I can tell. Well, We're happy for you, Rich. We're happy for you, Rich. You know what? Whatever. Yeah. Great. Get your own show. <laughs> well, that, that's a fair <laughs> play. We're, we're working on it, right? Yeah. I okay. got to get baseball season over.
1: Yes, you do. I want to thank Lauren Derek Myers for making the weekly list possible. Uh, they make the list every possible, uh, every week, every possible. They make every possible possible. They make the every week, week
2: possible here on this radio show. Because
1: they sponsor the show, therefore they make the weekly list poss- possible.
2: Right. Okay. And therefore, should, does that mean they're responsible for Haiku Corner? If it, if, if if Lauren, if are, Lauren yeah. and
1: Derek want to take credit for Haiku Corner, I'll let them. That's fine. Yeah. You know, if you want to take credit for Haiku Corner, I'll let you.
2: Oh no! I, this is this is all you. Anyhow, just tell me about imminent. This is that. Let's. That's the important. All right, we, stuff.
1: Always, we always start these shows by talking about what's happening with uh, COVID restrictions, and I know I know you're sick of hearing about it because God knows I'm t- sick of talking about it. But you know, it's still out there. The pandemic is still there. It might now. This is interesting. It might not be a, a, a pandemic of, of the unvaccinated, but it is still a pandemic. Danny, I, I um, I heard someone the other day call this a cultural pandemic. Now,
2: oh, which that's I an thought interesting was
1: concept. I, I thought. I mean, it was um. I thought it was accurate.
2: That it, cultural pandemic, I I can see that because it's it's, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to do a um, Southern culture on the Skids show, I think. Anyway, Eminem uh, Minute Brewing believes in social responsibility. How's that for a segue? That's pretty good. Um, so if you have if you have been vaccinated, uh, you're not required to to wear a mask, but it is strongly encouraged. If you have been vaccinated, well, you're still not required to wear a mask, but it is strongly encouraged. I am fully vaccinated, but I continue to wear a mask behind the bar because I know I can still contract the virus and I know I can still pass it along. So uh, I don't want to make anyone sick. It's that simple. It's something uh, I'm thinking about, something you should think about, something something everyone should think about.
2: Hey, Rich. Yeah. You know what I learned this past week? No. I had to go to, through work, like a town hall meeting where they talked about um, COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. And so they answered a lot of questions about COVID and the vaccinations and stuff. Yeah. And somebody asked the question of does the vaccination make you magnetic? I found out that it does not make you magnetic. No, it does not make you magnetic. So it is it, it yeah.
1: That that is nothing but rumor.
2: Yes, I just want to publicly debunk that that these vaccinations, and I don't care whether it's Moderna or Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson, you will not be magnetic.
1: When someone asked you asked if the mag, if the vaccine made made you mad, magnetic, were they like giggling when they said it?
2: No, I think that they were pretty serious. I'm I'm not kidding. You're looking at me like I'm like you're like you're dead. Are you magnetic? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to make that statement that, you know...
1: It does not make you magnetic.
2: be cool if it did, though. <laughs>
1: it would be. It would, it would be. be yes, right, it okay. would be, but it doesn't.
2: But, you know, I don't have anything sticking okay, to me yet. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, there's live music this weekend, and not only is there live music, dude, it's the triumphant return of Fred the Bear. Now, you don't know who Fred the Bear no. is, because, it, but but Fred the Bear is a local band that is beloved. It's, it's, a name like that, man. A couple of guys from... Uh, uh, from Northfield. No, and, uh, uh, actually now three guys from, from Northfield and three people from Rochester. It's they're just, they're wonderful. Ray Cudray and Bo Allen from, uh, from, oh. from Northfield. My, uh, my, my dear friend, Jerry Spencer from, yeah. uh, from, from Rochester, Bob and Beth. Castle. Yeah. Ray. Both Ray and, uh, Jerry have said some really nice things to us lately about, about the show.
2: Yeah. You know, I and, know those. Yeah. Those yeah. guys, I mean, I, I may not know Fred, you know, Fred the bear, now, Fred yeah. the bear, but- the Ray, players, man, Ray
1: Ray, Ray Cadre and 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 Jerry Spencer, they're good guys. Oh, good! As man. everyone in that band, Bo and, and Bob and Beth, and I really hope my pal Kurt Johnson is playing with him, too. He's he's a piano player. He's just he's fantastic. That sounds uh, like a good night, man. It's going to be a great night. There are a ton of bands that we love at Imminent, and and Fred the Bear is like a, is a headliner on that list. And I uh I would like to think, in in, in fact, uh, that that you know we've become sort of one of their home bases to play. Like you know how. Um, like some bands, they, they get comfortable in a room, oh, sure. so they maybe they play a little bit better, or things get looser, so it's a little more fun. I, I would like to think that Eminent is that kind. Of, even though they haven't played, it's been doggone near two years wow. since they have played at imminent brewing. But Saturday night, all that changes. Good. Yes, uh, Saturday night, seven to nine p.m. Do not miss it. There are periods after all, all oh. those words.
2: So then that's, that's do, period, saying. not, period, miss, period. Get
1: you know. off my lawn. That kind of thing. <laughs> okay, Except got it. do not miss okay. it. Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA. Cannon River Pale Ale. Wolf Creek IPA. Prairie Creek Porter, which is what is in your growler. Is, is right that
2: now. what you
3: gave that's me? That's what I got
1: you, yeah. Okay. Uh r r Honey Basil Ale. Oktoberfest, which is my personal favorite right now. Double Agent J. Double IPA. Question Mark Hill Wheat mole prairie creek porter so Ooh. if you like a little spice next time i'll get you that
2: one yeah maybe that next time yeah and guess what uh i don't know
1: the quick in the red is back it's the return of the king it's uh, it's the it's the deliciously hoppy red ipa that has been an <laughs> imminent stalwart since we opened our doors and it's been gone for a while and now it's back
2: the quick in the red The quick in the red that's that's kind of a play on the clint eastwood thing isn't it actually i don't know well, was it, it, it was it was sharon
1: stone it's the, a Sharon Stone movie. Quick, the Quick and quick, the Dead? The Quick and the Dead. Okay. Yeah. Food trucks this week. Uh, El Jefe from the Twin Cities is there tomorrow. Saturday, it's Uncle B's Last Chance Barbecue Shack. Um, Sunday, yet to be determined, but they'll okay. be, they'll, be you know, they'll figure it out. Imminent uh, Brewing is open 4 to 9 on Thursdays, uh, 4 to 9 on Fridays, 2 to 9 on Saturdays. I will be there this this coming Saturday to watch Fred the Bear. Oh, of course. And 2 to 7 on Sundays. And for all the information you need, visit imminentbrewing.com.
2: Oh, beautiful, man. You know, and we're, we're starting to move into some of those beautiful days. Um, we actually record this on Wednesday. Yes, so we today, Wednesday, September 22nd, which is actually my brother Nate's 50th birthday. Happy Thursday. birthday, Nate. Yeah, I mean. Absolutely. It's amazing to have a younger brother who's now older than me. Well, Which I, is strange. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, that that is weird. He, he I mean, you. pretzel
2: logic right yeah, there. Right, I mean, right, exactly. you
1: know, it's, go figure that. Out. I've known your brother since he was nineteen years old.
2: Really? Yeah wow
1: you know, i mean you know we've never been particularly close but we're, we're buddies and, yeah, absolutely. and I, i'm very fond of your brother and i've, I've yeah. known him for 31
2: years he's a dangerous dude he is he is he, he... actually has a book coming out in march no kid and yeah.
1: he's a phd these days too, yeah. isn't he yeah dr nate
2: doctor <laughs> dr nate well which is funny because well, the next song
1: are you with me dr nate or are you merely just a shadow of the <laughs> man that you once hate or something
0: yeah,
2: That's good. Yeah, thank you. You're talking, of course, of the song Dr. Wu. Yes. Yeah. Katie
1: Lies. You can see it in her eyes.
2: Yes. Also from Katie Lie. This or, is from Katie Lie. Yeah, yes. Katie, yeah, so. you, ever, you
1: ever wondered what, what the bug is on the, on the cover of. Uh, Isn't that a praying mantis? It's a Katie did. Is it really? Yes.
2: Oh, got it! I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched. I watched that <laughs> did, whole did you pro- you watch progression. you watched that kind of I go in my face. Is <laughs> like, oh yeah, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, I clever! Get it. Wow. They <laughs> they meant to do that. Again, I I <laughs> suck. Oh, I'm not that God. visual you of a do person. That. I guess.
1: You were wonderful. Uh, we love you. From 1975, <laughs> this is Doctor Wu. This is a
2: show that humbles me. <laughs> I'm 95.1 K Y M um,
1: N.
3: I was on the other side of no tomorrow You walked in and my life began again Just when I'd spent the last piaster I could borrow
2: The Royal Scam. That was Kid Charlemagne featuring an inspired guitar work from uh, Larry Carlton on that track.
1: I love the tone on Larry yeah. Carlton's guitar. That's the thing I love most. I saw Larry Carlton. Did you really? Yeah, many years ago, with uh, playing with a, a double bill with uh, Robin Ford it was it was
2: oh wow at the
1: uh, at the Fitzgerald Theater in St. Paul, which is a tiny. Yeah. Was, uh, I've seen
2: a couple shows there. I I saw the Weepies there.
1: Oh, cool. Anyway. Um, Danny, tell me about Larry Carlton.
2: Larry Carlton is one of these uh, you know the term smooth jazz, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that gets a maligned thing. It does. Um, he is a prime practitioner of that kind of sound. He he exists largely as a solo um guy, but he's also a studio musician, so he falls under that whole uh Steve Lukather um Michael Landau, all those kinds of cats and stuff. That Except you bring. he's better than all of those guys. Well, I'm it, better is kind of a pejorative thing. Sure. I, I he's he's just himself. Yes, he is. Now the solo in Kid Charlemagne, there there have been a number of rock critics that I've read that have said that that guitar solo is the greatest guitar solo ever done in recorded rock music, and it's done by a jazz guitar player. A jazz guitar, now. Personally, I don't technically agree with that. I don't know. I like to view that the best guitar solo has not yet been played. The
1: best it, guitar solo is the next one?
2: Yes. Yeah. it's You know, it's always going to be what's out there. But I'll tell you, his work on Kid Charlemagne was incredible. Yes. Absolutely incredible. And this is a guy that has a long and storied career. He's played with Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Um. He's, he's of course, worked with Steely Dan. He was one of the members of the Crusaders. Yep. Um, Right now, he replaced um, uh, oh um, in, in in foreplay. Lee Rittenauer. Yeah, he he who replaced Lee Ritenour. Also Larry has played with Steely Dan. Exactly, and 4Play is just one of these bands that I really really love. I mean, you've got Nathan East on bass, you got Harvey Mason on drums, you got Bob James on keyboards, and now you have got Larry Carlton as their guitarist. Not bad. Not a bad little group. Nathan
1: East is one of my all-time favorite
2: bass players, oh, and I, I
1: frankly I know him best from the work he's done with Eric Clapton. Yeah, but uh, dude I, I, is
2: good. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. So anyhow, Larry Carlton. He's. I, I was just doing a little bit of looking up. He started playing professionally on on record in 1962. So next year, 2022. Will mark his sixtieth anniversary That's pretty good. as an artist. That's pretty good. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really when you work that out.
1: Yeah. You know, um people talk about how um Kid Charlemagne is the best guitar solo ever, mm-hmm. right? His work on Kid Charlemagne is amazing. I think his work on this next song is even
2: better. Yeah. Don't take me Don't this Take is, Me alive. This
1: is you know, it's hard for me. There's so there's so many. It, it's so Like Time Out of Mind sometimes is my favorite Sealy Dance song. Uh, Deacon Blues is sometimes my favorite Sealy Dance song. Sometimes it's Don't Take Me Alive.
2: This is a great song. I, I love, love that, you song. know.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll just do this. So this is uh, Larry Carlton going to blow your mind. Once uh, again. Off the Royal Scam with Don't Take Me Alive. A 95.1 K Y M N.
3: in this darkness
4: this is we used to
1: by a thrill 1972 that was midnight cruiser um we talked earlier about camp by a thrill and how there's a couple of songs on there that aren't like don't really sound like steely Dan songs. yeah that
2: doesn't sound like donald fagan at all well it's not it's it's uh, jim hotter
1: the drummer actually yeah. singing on that song um i will i will make the case so that, that absolutely is a steely dance song
2: okay and i'm gonna I mean, it's not a bad song, but it that's not a song that I'd think of when, when you mentioned Steely Dan.
1: I love that song. But okay, so tell, and it tell does us. Not, I it does not, by and large, does not sound, okay, except so it's absolutely a Steely Dan song because of the very first word in the song. Okay. Thelonious.
2: Well, that's true. Uh, referring to Thelonious Sphere Monk. Sphere I, meaning, you know, because yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah, want yeah. people to think that he well, was like, a Well, like,
1: I, just, you know, just using the name. Like, because yeah. no one else is named Thelonious. Right. So, right. You know, so just, you know, so therefore that just in and of itself makes it a steely song.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I, I'll give you points on that because you're anybody who's going to refer to Thelonious Monk. Dude, come on. That's that's not anyway.
1: <laughs> well, folks, that's just going to just about do it here for this, <laughs> uh, this so, edition right. of the weekly list. If you like the show, you can go look us up on the KYMN uh, radio uh
2: it's called a website
1: the 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 internet thingy
2: it's called a website the website i think that's what the kids tell and me and you
1: can stream it right off of our program page on kymnradio.net where i have all the uh old shows archived uh you can also podcast us which i am i, I am i am a great proponent of podcasting the show um we don't make any extra money or anything no, if you it's podcast just, it. you know it's just a I different just way think, to hear it. i just think it's a better it's an easier way to do it it's it's easy to find you look for the kymn uh, the Kym and Radio podcast on Google or Spotify or Apple or Stitcher or Stitcher or any. By right.
2: the way, I'm getting a side hustle where they're paying me money on every time I mention Stitcher. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, I wish.
1: <laughs> I, uh, uh, I I just think podcasts are are are, are a great thing. And well, so.
2: I, can I tell you a middle age thing that I think is cool? Because if I pause it and stop it. Um, and then I go and do something else, and it's like five days later, it it's right back where
1: it was. Isn't that cool? It's
2: amazing. Isn't that cool? You know, because all my other stuff, it's like, oh crud! I got to listen to the whole thing again. get right, right.
1: <laughs> or you, or you, or you can <laughs> listen to us every night on ther- Thursday nights. Generally, uh, ninety five point one KYMN the one. Yeah.
2: Or uh,
1: how else can you hear us?
2: You can just stream anytime yeah, online. That's the that's I mean, the big deal, you know. So,
1: however, There's lots of ways. But thanks for listening. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, oh, oh, you can also go find us on Facebook. That's because oh, I that's, post every new show every Friday morning on the Facebook page under the, the weekly, weekly list. list, right?
2: On the Facebook thingies on,
1: on, on, on the on the Book of Faces, right? And,
2: and also, you know who else is on Facebooks? The Imminent People,
1: Imminent Brewing, yeah, yeah is should, on the Facebook. You should like that. <laughs> I liked it. I do. You know, I I did a long time ago, and you should too. Because Fred the Bear plays at Eminent, and if you're on the Facebook page, you'll know that Fred the Bear is playing. Or next week, when Matt Arthur and the Bratlanders are playing. Or the week after that, when the Frothy Band is playing. Or the week after that, when the Zillionaires are playing.
2: Dude, you're blowing my mind. I know, man. I mean- all this stuff with the Facebook and the interwebs and the you know the is that cool the Googler
1: things? Yeah, I know. It's, it's I a, mean, my God, what a great time to be alive!
2: Unbelievable, you know. Now, okay, so maybe I actually am in that age of fifty something.
1: You used to live <laughs> in, in in Columbus, Ohio. Yes, I did. So that makes you a fan of the Ohio State University.
2: Yes, the Buckeyes. Absolutely, Scarlet and There are people gray listening to that this will show hate me right now depth. that
1: would like to claw your eyes out with their Wolverine claws.
2: I, I understand that. The Michigan OSU game is like one for the ages every year. And it's actually, it's the only football game I watch every season. I know you're staring. I'm I'm dead to you, right?
1: Yeah, I don't. know. Uh, I'm not a fan of. Ohio Look, State. you
2: can't grow up in Upper Arlington. I I used to walk by Woody Hayes's house. I, on my I way tell to school. people. I tell know, people, hey, how's Archie Griffith doing? You, when,
1: when I when I when I talk to people about your fandom of of uh, OSU, I actually tell people that you used, you used to mow Woody Hayes's lawn.
2: I never mode I, but
1: that's what I tell people well, it's, a, it's a better story it is that way. It's a better story that way. But consider consider adapting that.
2: Don't let truth get in the way of a good story. Is that what I you're saying? I am all about artistic license, baby. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, the reason the I've reason I bring hits.
1: this up is because the Ohio State uh, university is the
2: Scarlet and Gray.
1: What's the name of the team? The Buckeyes. Right. What's the name of of uh, 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 the University of Alabama? Uh,
2: uh, really?
1: I, I watch one football game every year. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Call me Deacon Blues. This oh, yeah, see, is no. if if Camp if uh if 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 uh, Don't Take Me Alive isn't my favorite Steely dance song, or if Time uh, uh Time Out of Mind isn't my favorite Steely dance song, Deacon Blues is yeah. my and that that you asked me what's the the steely danniest of all the steely dance songs, and i this was the first song out of my mouth,
2: you know? And and, I mean, I'm playing dumb here on some of this football stuff, um, to set that up, but (laughs) in in all seriousness, but Deacon blue is one of those songs that is quintessential steely. Dan, in my mind, it is quintessential. Um, you may not have heard of them. There's a Scottish band called Deacon Blue.
1: I have heard of them.
2: Yeah, they're a fantastic band. I remember hearing them in the late 80s. They had a song called Real Gone Kid. Okay. And that whole band, I mean, they, they based themselves off of this. That's pretty good. And there, there's so many stuff like that. There's another band called China Crisis that I yeah. absolutely love, and they have an album called Flaunt the Imperfection that was produced by Walter Becker. Sure, And if China Crisis does not sound like Steely Dan Jr., um, it's important to talk about Steely Dan in terms of their influence on so many other things, um, whether it's China Crisis, whether it's the name of a pop band from right. Scotland. Right. I mean, they don't. Deacon Blue does not sound at all like Steely Dan, but right. there's enough of the influence, there's enough of the melodic and the smart lyricism. And there's kind of this hip thing about Steely Dan where there's a detached intelligence. Wow. Well. And that,
1: that, there's also that's just a, a tribute thing. The, the Rolling Stones named themselves after a Muddy water song. Right. I mean, yeah,
2: but yeah. but the Rolling Stones, you know, there's a bit of a blues thing with them. that They're based. Well, on, that's too. true. But Steely Dan as a as a writing songwriting entity and a sound entity had so much influence. And their lyrics are intense. They're deep. They're thoughtful. This is a band that's intelligent. This is a band that's well read. Yeah. And I mean. Um it's a shame that they don't really exist in the same way anymore, but that's that's just the passing of time too. Well you but know, their their influence lives on. Yes. And you know, you don't have FM radio in my mind in the seventies and early eighties without Steely Dan.
1: Well you would have it, but it wouldn't be anywhere near as interesting.
2: No, and I'm talking about the late night stuff. Right. You know, the right, real good right. thing. The stuff
1: that makes you just want to go, This is Steely Dan off of their album Asia blue what <laughs> <laughs> what what what
3: man Woman. Uh, so yeah okay. this is
1: uh, this is again off the uh, the album that inspired the uh, the show tonight yeah uh, this is Steely Dan
2: thanks Danny hey this is always fun and Steely Dan was really uh, an interesting one and I so enjoyed revisiting some of these songs and I hope that our everybody listening tonight did too
1: I hope the twins win next week
2: uh I, it would be nice.
1: I hope they win one game between now and the end of the season.
2: That would also be very nice. Yes. All right. All right.
1: So, anyway. They call, them, they call me Deacon Blue because we can't win a game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, folks. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week.
0: out fine-tuned sundays at 6 p.m. wendy slides into your sunday evenings with a unique mix of all sorts of different music including folk jazz americana world bluegrass old time and big band it could be just about anything that's sundays at 6 p.m. here on 95 the one Thanks for listening to this KYMN Radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety.